Today's reading is Exodus 16. The people of Israel have followed Moses across the Red Sea. They're on their way to Mount Sinai. And on the way, they begin to grumble that they are hungry, that there isn't enough food. And so God provides for them food. And he makes manna uh, come rain down from the sky like or and appear like dew. Uh, and he sends quail as well. Um, I always imagine, I always like to joke that uh, I hope some of it was fried. Because <laughs> it just came down through the atmosphere and was like fried chicken for them. Uh, and so we see here a very common understanding of food as a symbol of God's providence. We see here the interesting thing that God is providing for his people even though they are grumbling against him and not even grumbling to him, they're grumbling against him behind his quote-unquote back, uh, and yet God is providing for them, and not only is he providing substantively for them, he is providing luxuriously for them. We see at the end of this chapter that this manna tasted good. It was good, uh, like wafers made with honey. Um, it was sweet, uh, and that the meat was uh was filling, we also see a big emphasis on the appropriateness of that providence, uh, that those who seem to have gathered too little would end up with the right amount, that those who are hoarding too much um, would seem to have the right amount, uh, and that, that it wasn't something that was meant to be stocked up on, but something that God was going to provide for every single day, uh, and that there's also this important of the Sabbath. Now, I think this is very interesting because food symbolizes to us many times our insecurity. We even have this phrase, food security, um, that what many of us fear when we talk about being poor is either homelessness or hunger. Here, God is providing for both. He is bringing them to a permanent home and in the midst of that, protecting them in the glory cloud. But he is also providing for them food. But in that providence, there is a trust. This is not a relationship with God in which he is going to say, you know, um, you've, got, you've got one hour to grab as much as you can and it better be enough. He's saying that daily, daily, I am going to be providing for you, but the two struggles with that is when we seem to have too little, do we turn to God and believe and seek the sufficiency that he has? But also we have to fight the greed and the hoarding to say, I want more and more and more because what if I run out? I'm reminded of the parable that Jesus told of the man who filled his storehouses and it was so full that he said, I'm going to build another storehouse. And the angel of the Lord comes and says, um, today, right, you'll die and all of that will go to somebody else. And so as we think about food, you know, we also think about possessions. Uh, we think about what we have. Um, the, uh, at the end of Proverbs, at least 30 in Proverbs 30, Proverbs 30 verse 7 uh, and through 9 says, Two things I ask of you, God, deny them not to me before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you. And say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. And I think this is, you know, a struggle that we 
we all face, right, when it comes to food and trusting in God's providence, whether miraculous ways uh, in Exodus 16 or whether in more what we might call natural ways uh, in our jobs and in our making of money is we do ask him for material things. And that is okay because God's complaint here is not that they are grumbling about food. It's that they're grumbling not to him. Why don't they just ask him for food? Uh, and But then the other side of that struggle is, you know, do we have our security and our hope in the treasures on earth? So food is a great time. And if, you, if you're eating a meal today, uh, especially if you are hungry and you eat that meal, take some time to think about it.